Today we are continuing our series on the six practices of disciples of Jesus Christ. Throughout these six weeks, we have been looking at practices that strengthen us and tether us in our faith and our living as disciples. We began with praying daily, and we talked about how prayer is that, that practice that connects us to God, that keeps us grounded to God. Last week, we talked about scripture and the importance of scripture in our lives and how scripture just keeps us in that connection that allows us to know what God's promises are and how we are to live them each and every day. Today, I want us to continue in this stead and consider the importance of worshiping regularly and the role it plays in our lives and how it shapes us in such a way that we live out the fruit of the liturgy that we do when we gather to worship even long after the worship experience is over. In our passage of scripture that Megan just read from Luke's gospel, we hear that Jesus went up to Nazareth and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. It's important to pay attention to this because it reveals the pattern of Jesus's life and what his practice was. You see, church, each of us has certain things that we do over and over. There is a way that we all structure our lives, and the, how we structure our lives forms a pattern that others can identify us by. A person who is close to us after being around us for a while can tell our routine because we have been doing the same thing over and over again, day in and day out. For example, you may say to someone, have you seen this person? And the person will say to you, I have not seen the person this morning, but if you just walk down the street to Starbucks, you may run into her because she gets her coffee there every morning before she goes to work. Or you may have asked somebody before, have you seen John? And the person says, I haven't seen John, but if you, if you just wait a little bit longer, John should show up because he normally gets home every evening around 6-ish or around 6.15. You see, we have rhythms and patterns in our lives that we do time and time again, and so we can be identified by our patterns. Jesus had a pattern. He would go into the synagogue on the Sabbath for worship, and he did it regularly. It was one of his practices, and, and we see this even when he was just a child and his parents had taken him to Jerusalem for the, the celebration of the festival, and even after they had left on their journey back home to Nazareth, Jesus stayed on behind without them knowing to have conversations with the rabbis in the temple. This was Jesus' way of custom, his usual practice. You see, the synagogue was where they went to read and hear scriptures being read. It's where they would go to join in the prayers. It's where they would go to hear the interpretation of scripture. It's where they would go to sing the songs of Zion. 
Going to the synagogue regularly for worship was a part of the practice that Jesus grew up in. It was his regular pattern. It was there he was formed and shaped in his faith. It was there that he got to learn the story of the children of Israel and how they walked with God from one journey to another. He was formed and shaped in this practice of going regularly to worship in the synagogue. It shaped his life. It shaped how he grew. As disciples of Jesus Christ, as apprentices of Christ, it would also be wise for us to take on the spiritual practice of worshiping regularly. It would be for our benefit to come Sunday after Sunday to gather together with other disciples so that we can be strengthened in our faith and in our walk with Christ and we can be equipped to live in the world. When we come together in worship, we are shaped and we are formed. It's an integral and important part of the life of anyone who chooses to follow Christ. You see, when we come to worship, it helps to determine how we do life every day. I know we come Sunday after Sunday and we think we're only spending an hour to do church things, but what we do in this time seeps into us. They influence us and they influence our development as disciples of Jesus Christ. Worship is formative. Worship is formative, church. It has a profound and lasting effect on us. It forms and it shapes us in ways that go far beyond the one hour that we spend here on a Sunday morning. The liturgies that we do, the singing, the reading of scripture, the prayers, the partaking of communion, the baptisms of babies and children and adults, the confirmations that we do, the reception into membership, all of this shape our lives in ways that are far greater than just the hour that we spend here. We take them into our bodies, they seep into our consciousness, and we live them out each day in the wider world. We live into the character of what we have experienced in worship. Let me put it to you this way, let me explain it this way. A few years ago, I was watching this interview on CBS 60 Minutes, and they were interviewing an American actor who was playing the part of a British person. And you and I know that Americans do not speak like the British in any way or form. There's such a profound difference in accent. And so what this actor told the interviewer is that he had to practice like 10 hours every day to try to get a British accent. And he was intentional to practice because he knew if he wanted to really be in the role that portray a British person, he had to sound like a British person. And so he kept on practicing, practicing, practicing. And even after the filming, the shooting on set was over, he realized that when he was speaking, he was still sounding British because he had been doing it for so long. It got to the point that when he got home, he didn't even realize he was sounding like a British person until his family members would say, Dad, cut it out. 
he was still sounding British. He would open the refrigerator, stick his head in, not seeing any milk, and said, honey, where's the milk? But he didn't sound like an American. He sounded British. And they had to point out to him that he was still living in the role that he was acting on the set. He was living in the character. This is what we do, church. We live in the character of what we do Sunday after Sunday. When we gather for worship, we are more prone to live in the character of what we see and what we do together in the presence of God and with each other. As disciples of Jesus Christ, when we come together for worship, we're not coming just to get worship out of the way or to get our Sunday fix out of the way. We are coming so that we can take on the liturgies and the fruit of them into our beings and go out into the world as disciples of Jesus Christ and live what we have experienced. As I reflected on the passage of scripture throughout the week, it, it came to me that Jesus came back to the place that he was familiar with the place that had shaped him, the place that had nurtured him in his faith, the place where he gathered to learn the scripture, the place where he went to hear the stories of the children of Israel walk with God. I know Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully human, and so there were things he had to learn about the faith. Growing up, I can imagine his parents taking him to the synagogue on the Saturday, whether he had wanted to go or not, and that's where he was shaped in his faith. Worship is important, and Jesus went back to where he was shaped in his faith as a child. At the last church I served, when we reopened the sanctuary in October during the pandemic, this was October 2020, I was not prepared for the numerous personal testimonies I would have gotten from members who told me how much they had longed to be back in worship. Many of them said, there were times, honestly, we took it for granted, but the pandemic made us realize how important it is to gather in worship. We miss the communion, having communion with each other. We miss singing together. We miss being with each other. They shared how much, even though they watched us online Sunday after Sunday, it was not the same to be gathered together with others in the sanctuary worshiping God. I remember one particular morning as I was walking in the sanctuary greeting people, there was this lady sitting by herself and I walked up to her and when I looked she had tears streaming down her face. And she had this look of awe on her face and she was looking at the stained glass windows. And, and I gently walked up and I greeted her. I didn't want to break into that moment because it just seemed like such a holy moment she was having. And so I gently walked up and I said, good morning. And she said, good morning. She said, don't pay attention to me. She said, since the pandemic, this is my first time back. It's, it's been a year and a half since I've been back in this sanctuary. And, I, and as I sat here and I look at the stained glass windows, as I sat here and hear the voices around me, I realize how much I had missed being in this place. She, she said, I, I knew I missed it, but I didn't realize how much I missed it until I sat down. 
She said, I, I didn't expect for tears to be streaming down my face, but I am, I am at a place where I realize I need this. And I said to her, it is okay. Because in my head, I'm thinking, you are, you are one of so many who have expressed to us the need they had for worship. When we opened our sanctuary in October, according to the guidelines they had set out, based on your occupancy level, you could do a certain percentage. And so at that church, 300 people would have fallen into the guidelines of what they had. There was not one Sunday where we never had more than 300 persons who had registered. And there was always a waiting list of people who wanted to get back into the sanctuary. Being away from what they had been accustomed to, they realized how important it is to be in worship regularly. They shared how worship tethered them in their faith and, and shaped their lives and how they missed all the things that they normally would have with worship. You see, church, we habituate the practices that we do Sunday after Sunday. These practices go down so deep in us that they take hold of us and we live them out in our everyday lives. I'm sure that many of you or probably all of you may have heard the song Happy by Pharrell. I have not seen one person who have been singing that song who just simply stands saying, because I'm happy, happy, happy. Everybody who I see singing that song, somehow or the other, starts moving with that song. The rhythm, the beat of the song gets into us and we start moving with it. The internet almost broke when the former John Lewis had danced that song in his office and somebody recorded it and posted it online and it had over millions of clicks and likes because he was moving to the rhythm. That's what worship does to us. Even when we're unconscious of it, worship goes down inside of us and it takes hold of us. The things we do in worship and when we leave, when we go into the world, we live into the character of what we have experienced in this place. Another thing I should point out about this passage of scripture is that Jesus not only went back to the synagogue in Nazareth where he had regularly gone, but he also went back as one who was fulfilled in the purpose of God's will for his life and for the people. He had gone back as they had taught him. He had gone back now fulfilled in that promise. He took up the scroll, the scroll and he read and he said, today this is fulfilled in your hearing. You see, when we come to church, we are reminded about who God is and what God has done and what, who we are able to be as disciples and children of God. And when we go into the world, we live into this reality and we come back Sunday after Sunday to be reminded again and to be told again who God is and what God has done and who we are. And we live out the fulfillment of this each day. When we come together here Sunday after Sunday, church, when we, when we gather in this place for worship, when we come as disciples of Jesus Christ, we come to hear the good news. Not just as a matter of the sermon, but to hear the good news in all the liturgies that we do from beginning to end.
We hear them in the songs, in the scripture. We hear them in the reading of the text. We hear them in the sermon. We, we, we taste them in the communion that we, we, we take. We see them in the, in the baptisms. We see them all around us. And in this place, God pours out God's grace upon us. God is present in our midst when we come together. You know, in, in Matthew 18, verse 20, Jesus told the disciples, for where even two or three of you are gathered in my name, not even 50, not as many as 50, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be also. So we are not simply gathering here on a Sunday morning to do a few churchy things and get the requirement out of the way and then go back home. No, church. Each time we come together, God is presently present with us. And God pours out God's grace in this space and in this time, giving us what we need to go out into the world and live and grow deeper in our faith and our walk with the Lord and be true witnesses of Christ in the world. And when we are gathered, and when we leave this place where we have gathered for worship, when we have received the grace of God that is so freely given to us, we leave with a responsibility. We leave with the responsibility to go and to do we leave the responsibility to go and to do in the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses to the risen Christ. We leave to bear the witness that Christ is risen in the world, not just here among us in the church, but in the world. And we leave to extend this invitation to those that we encounter. As one writer puts it, the end goal of worship is to be sent from this transformational experience as God's witnesses and image bearers in the world. That's the reason we gather to worship, to experience and encounter the risen Christ and to go into the world bearing witness to this risen Christ. So I say to us this morning, worship is important. Worship tethers us in our faith. Worship connects us in such a way that we live in the character of what we have experienced in the presence of God and with each other. So when we leave here today, let us not leave as ones who just simply came for an hour, but let us leave as ones who have been transformed and we will now take this transformation into the world to make a difference. Disciples of Jesus Christ, you are here this morning and you are worshiping. And I pray that when you leave, you will leave in the character of what you ex experience so that others may come to know the love of God. Amen.